Ah, a lifetime of strange old cartoons kept in one small podcast. Now to the final step, the recording of On Twos. I got the website up. I still got the website up. Awesome. Did you find autograph stuff? So you can get a hand signed Paul Corker Jr. Santa Claus is coming to town. Chris and Tanta picture. Limited edition hand signed by Paul Corker Jr. Who is now 92 years young. Um, is for $35. he the guy that did the voice? I have no idea. For Santa. I don't know who this is. This is also the laziest signature I've ever seen on the planet. It's like they printed out an 8x10 on a, on a color printer. And then a sharpie in the like right side along the along the right side of it, not like any normal place. Like there's already a watermark on the image itself that says Santa Claus is coming to town. Perfect place to sign it, but it's in this Good like God. nonsense place. There's also evil Iron Tail signed in exactly the same way, but the signature is actually good. Um, man, this blows. I I can't believe the um. This web store is still operating. I I can't believe that this website still has a like domain. Right. I like, do kind is... of want this Rankin Bass hat. All right, there's the shop. It was hard to find the fucking shop because it's called Ye Old Enchanted Shop, <laughs> as all web stores were called in the uh, yeah. Uh, Late nineties, early two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is something. It also like takes you to an entirely different domain, the Miser Bros Press. Oh yeah. Also, their um, their like scrolling banner that they have on there keeps changing sizes. Oh, so man. if you're trying to click on something, you better make sure that it just scrolled because otherwise it might just juke you. Yo, I just got redirected to an actual IP address. Ooh, I'm now pinging 3.136.146.117. Well, and now you dox them. Well, good. I guess you can um, submit an inner. I I found this by by clicking on a random link, not in the contact us section, Um, but you can submit an interview request to uh, Rick Gold, who I don't know who that is either. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I don't know. I. Oh, is it Rick Goldschmidt? Oh, it must be. I, I was reading off his email address, but it must be Rick Goldschmidt. Yeah, that's the guy who knows everything about Rankin Bass. Damn. And does all the interviews. Damn. This is extremely a guy. How yep. old is he? I, I mean, not as old as Rankin or Bass, which that's would be why true. he's the one doing this. He looks to be in his mid forties now. Damn. It's always harrowing to me seeing people, like not not uh, hating on this guy at all, but it is harrowing to me to see people who like craft their lives around like a singular artistry or around a singular um, creative individual who is not themselves. Like and and who hasn't made anything in a long time either. Right. It's kind of like, you know, scholars who are just like focus on one, uh, one author or something like that. It just seems so fragile, right? Yeah. Anyway, kind of. And it me. also seems boring. I mean, that independent like these movies are. Like, how can you love this trash enough to to be like, <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna learn everything there is to know right. about mad monster party and the daydreamer and whatever other movies they made and it's right and and it's it'd be one thing if these are like you know like i i can get why some people can be obsessed with kubrick just because the there is like a level of nonsense complexity there that you can like really dig in and if you've got yeah that you can dig deep on deep into it exactly yeah you just do that forever there's like all this symbolism but this is like not not disrespecting it by saying this, but this is like commercial schlock. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. But it, that is. Exactly I mean, I'm looking at their list of television specials, and 
Yeah, I don't see anything that feels like it was a... Like, Return to Oz is something. Is something. But it's more of a review show. Welcome to On Twos, everybody. Um, This this (laughs) best week, we watched Mad Monster Party. And uh, we ended up on his website and realized that we needed to be recording before anything else. (laughs) Right. Uh, Well, on the Rankin Bass website, rankinbass.com. Yeah, which go is check that out. Extremely web 1.0. It's um, it's honestly a fun a fun website. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I would argue that it has a lot of stylistic integrity. Yeah, um, I would argue that clicking around on here is equivalent to playing a hyperspace outlaw. It kind of is. Like it's it's basically the same vibe. There is something beautiful about this um this level of web where you like legitimately do not know what you're going to find around each corner. Yeah. There's yeah. no well, and to do it. I, I also do feel like at any click I could find like that they accidentally admitted to a murder or something. <laughs> right? Here's one. For those of you who aren't satisfied with the photos of stop motion figures we supplied, here's a special message from Donner. And it's just a picture Ooh. of a of a reindeer puppet's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like that's oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. Um, and here's a picture of Tobias, who's apparently a dragon who has melted and killed uh, Frosty the Snowman. I'm All just, right. Yeah. I'm so fascinated. We could we could do a whole episode just on this fucking website. There's so much to it too. Oh my god. There's yeah. I mean, I just pulled on here so that I could get their chronological list of theatrical features, television specials, and television series. Little did you know. Right. Oh whoa, here's this. Uh Mad Monster Party, fantastic plastic, plastic spelled with a K line from Funko in two thousand. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is astonishing. It's predating Funko Pops. So what do we think about this movie, Will? Oh, I... It's like I was saying to you on the chat. All right. It has all of the trappings of something that I really should enjoy, but then it sucks. It sucks so bad. Um, yeah. And, and not in the like boring way where at, at least I feel like I'm excited for this episode because I feel like we have lots to talk about. But dear God, it was piss. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> like the right. writing was just some of the worst. Yeah, it it just feels like it has like there's so much effort put into so much of it. Yeah. But then the writing just feels like that whole thing of like, uh, oh, uh, kids are idiots and they'll just watch anything. Exactly. And we we talked to so we watched the beginning part of this before i had to go we watched like maybe the first two-thirds of it um and like we, we laughed every once in a while but man it it is just schlocky writing like it it feels as though um they put together all these models they like generally had a a scope of what the story would be and they're like what are we going to do mm-hmm. for the words part of it and they're like i don't care <laughs> like uh who cares just throw in care. fucking tattoo from fantasy island that's yeah. a joke right can we just do that for um, approximately 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. And that's, I think, getting right into it, the one other big flaw that I have with this is that they just did not pace this. Like, there's no um, decisions that seem to have been made regarding how long anything that we're seeing on screen should take. Yeah. Like, there are three scenes in a row of people being woken up by someone snoring and then them just sorting out the How to snoring re- resolve and and like that's a funny joke like that can be a funny <clears throat> joke i should say it certainly wasn't in this kind context. of yeah but they took fucking five minutes per scene three times to do it and so you're yeah. just like sitting there in agony watching this this single thing that is like you know will you just explain the joke in literally one hundredth of the time that it took to play out on screen and that is not good <laughs> no <laughs> yeah and and that just like was pervasive throughout the whole thing it would be like you'd cut to watching somebody 
walk into a scene um and their body would like because this is stop motion if we if we hadn't said it already with their body yep. would like jitter forward and keep going and keep and going it, yeah and, keep and going. then it's just like blah it's me dracula i have one <laughs> joke exactly and that was like three quarters of the scenes in the movie we're just watching oh. somebody walk forward a little bit they tell a shitty joke and then it cuts away to another person yeah. walking forward a little bit yeah that or this dumb wiener just dropping stuff oh my god and so you follow um very loosely follow he actually has very little screen time which i can appreciate um well yeah because he sucks he sucks and everybody knows he sucks he's He's just a and he's a jimmy stewart voice Mm. uh so our main character is felix flanken and um he is the you find out the the nephew of um their version of a dr frankenstein who is which they yeah they couldn't use certain words uh, right. Because they didn't want to pay royalty rights. And so it's all Flanken. So, well, so they don't use the words Frankenstein's monster. They don't use the words the bride of Frankenstein. Uh, they just call him the monster and the monster's mate. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucked. <laughs> um. And I didn't. I didn't even realize. So they called him Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's I not Victor realize. von Frankenstein, no, though. It's, not. it's um. Uh. I can find it in a sec. Baron Boris von Frankenstein. That's right, Baron Boris. Which, who is voiced by Boris Karloff. I can appreciate that. He actually he he. It felt like he put in a performance. Yeah, like he was given some effort yeah um Um, and you were mentioning how a lot of the uh a lot of the actors felt like they weren't giving that much effort yeah and i said oh yeah there's a reason for that i'll tell you on the podcast reason so so here's our cast we have boris karloff as baron boris von frankenstein we have Gail Garnett as uh, Francesca, the sexy, I guess we find out, robot lady. Uh, um, um, it becomes Cyberpunk 2077 at the end. Yeah. She's from uh, Phyllis Diller as the monster's mate, uh, who was weird, like just a American weird little Canadian. goblin. Yeah. Oh, she looks very similar. Or like one of her characters looks very similar, I should say to um the character in the movie yeah well she was yeah she was like a big actress back in the day she did a whole lot of stuff she played granny neutron and jimmy neutron she was the queen in a bug's life wow all these every every time you go to known for it just kind of disappoints yeah because it's like i know phyllis diller did better stuff than (laughs) eight on the lamb and yet and titus um so anyway you have uh those three and then you have alan swift do i know alan who swift? is like he's one of those other voices actors that we talk about oh yeah he's got a lot uh, of credits yeah like he played a bunch of stuff in uh underdog and just j- random shit yeah and who uh, is he in this uh he is felix flanken i see yetch oh dracula oh no the invisible man <laughs> dr jekyll mr hyde chef machiavelli the captain the first mate mr cronkite the mailman and the monster <laughs> okay okay i see so they were just like uh let's get like three actors in here and then uh al you just fucking like all the rest. rest of them yeah all luck. the rest of them good these luck, scenes are gonna way. be you talking to yourself have fun god that makes so much sense looking back on the movie and real like realizing right how many scenes were just like there's a whole scene where um fletch who's like a, a who is the 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 voodoo uh stand in 
um uh goes and talks to uh, a yetch yetch Thank yetch you. and tattoo and tattoo I'm we respect losing the, my mind here the uh filmography of her visual shies yeah. on this podcast i wish i did right there but i didn't um they're having a, a conversation with each other uh, with this chef machiavelli and it goes on for like 40 minutes of them just describing various poisons it's that they could so put into long a pot. yeah yeah imagining now this man in this room <laughs> just talking uh, yeah. to himself <gasps> oh no it makes a lot more sense when you get it in that context. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's go into the, the like history this of this thing. Okay. Uh, so this is a Rankin Bass production, which obvious, like most famously they did Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. That's what everybody's stop seen. motion classic that classic. everyone knows classic um the cinematography was uh this guy people don't realize that they did most of their productions in japan oh yeah i had no Um, idea yeah so their cinematographer is a guy called uh tadahito mochinaga who did like just a whole bunch of their stuff. Huh. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, he, he did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as well. He did The Ballad of Smokey the Bear. These are the ones he was on the animation department for. And he was a director for a bunch of, like, animated shorts before that. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Um... Actually... Looking at the, I'm not sure if Rankin Bass ran out of uh, Tokyo or if they just had like some people doing their animation for them. Uh, yeah. Do you know no, what the right. like, production flow of these projects look like? Uh, yeah. So obviously they have to do the animation after they've recorded the voices. Yeah. So. Basically, you have to write it, and then you have to record all the voices, just l- like you're recording a a podcast, like that type of thing. Right. Or, at the time, radio play. Huh. And then you send it out, and the stop-motion animators get to work, and they make a bunch of puppets. Um, typically, they'll have the puppets made up before uh you start recording voices so that you can have some clue as to what this character is going to look like so that you don't you know just completely bone it up (laughs) and then you just Uh, go ham yeah you just edit the things together and you're good to go huh i mean that 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 makes sense. Uh, it does seem like a really difficult job to stitch all these things together or to like more, maybe oh, more certainly. than stitch these things together to, to like do things in the right sequence so that you're not like backed into a corner on basically whatever you've done. If you, if you film the stop motion scenes first and then you try to do voices to them, you are like kind of screwed. If you have an idea in your head of how long you want each of these like vocal deliveries to be, and then you start filling that in with stop motion. And you're like, none of this stuff makes sense on a time scale. Like that just seems like a really difficult job to. Yeah, to you you just have things. to script the thing within an inch of its life. It's yeah. kind of like um, like that recent. Actually, I don't know that anyone's done one since uh 2019. But that recent thing of doing the uh, one shot movies like oh, uh, sure. 1917 or Birdman. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you just have to have the script completely on lock because you can't fuck around with it. Yeah, there's no there's no editing to save you. Right. If they, you, you know, it take again. it into focus tests and people are like, "I didn't like that scene." Then you're like, "Well, it's still in there." <laughs> <laughs> and I guess you could drop like whole scenes or like move stuff around. And honestly with this movie, you could probably do basically whatever you wanted as far as 
cutting in and out of of content because there's just a bunch of extra shit in there that literally doesn't yeah matter. you just don't have as much flexibility in terms of uh stuff like getting coverage right. and adr and all that right. kind of thing so you know those aspects of it are, are interesting i just wish uh, we can and we can talk a little bit more about the story itself and do like a quick summary instead of a beat by beat but this the story itself is just pure and utter trash yeah so uh we start off genuinely like the first uh, excuse me <laughs> the first five minutes of this movie yeah made me think oh hell yeah this is gonna be awesome completely it's agree. just Baron Frankenstein in his lab making a formula and then he feeds it to a bat, sends out the bat, the bat fucking like nuclear explosion, like just fucking bam. And then he, I guess, invites all of the monsters over to be like, hey, I have the ultimate power of destruction and like fear me. Also, I'm retiring. What was confusing about it is that he achieved his his life's work uh, as far as making the destructive capabilities, but then apparently had no intention of using it or like or like wielding it as a power to gain more power. Um, yeah. Like, what? Why did he make this thing? Why did he care about making? And like I, the. I don't know. It it felt like just a power to be wielded over all the monsters to be like, maybe I'm a human, but I can make you drink this and you'll explode. Is this just a like uh, monster superiority complex thing where he's just like, now now they'll think I'm a real monster. (laughs) I I, I made the nuclear bomb. Before I had this, then Wolfman would have just beat my ass. <laughs> but he's been the like leader of the monsters for presumably. Yeah, they all respect him. Decades and decades. Yeah, they all not just respect him, but like like revere him. Like he is he is not just their de facto leader, but like they're the leader of their council. Like brings them all together. This this event apparently happens multiple times. This is he's kind of like an M Bison. Yeah, he's, he's got his own he's island. He's got his own army. He's got airplanes and shit. Right? Like, why did he do this? Well, specifically, has, why did he do this simply to just retire? Yeah. Uh, so then we uh, get introduced to Felix Flanken, our uh, dumb wiener who keeps tripping over shit and uh spilling pills all over the place and he gets a letter that's like come to the isle of evil and he's like oh boy a caribbean island (laughs) he's all he's also very much a uh just jimmy stewart impression yeah yeah done by alan swift of course fatigues you instantly it is yeah it is not good for me it's i don't know if that was tired at the time yeah. It kind of feels like it might have been. I don't know. What what it was the actual release year of this? 67. 67. Maybe not then. I don't know. Maybe of its not. Sins, but... It's pretty low on the list, but I did hate to listen to it the whole time. Yeah. Um, uh so then we go back and we got uh that dance like dance and song number with uh the monster's mate. Yeah. Where she's singing a song to Frankenstein that's like, hey, you're fuck ugly, but uh, I still like you because you're weird. Which is like, um, uh, keep in mind we're still like early into the movie and I was like very confused. I was like, okay, is this going to be a musical thing? Is this going to be like, you know, a solid uh, I thought it was going to be more of a musical thing because it's kind of billed as that. It sure is. And then it just kind of isn't. Really? There's like three songs there, in the whole thing. There are like five songs, maybe. Yeah. And I, I was saying when we were watching this, like, hell yeah, we're going to have a whole bunch of songs to throw on to our Halloween playlists. It's right. going to be so good. And there are maybe two that, that were actually good. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> all the well, not even that are good, but that work as Halloween songs. Cause no one, no one else is singing about like ooh spooky dookie. 
like it's it's just nothing. It's it's just like oh I I love you. This this song's just I love you because you're weird and yeah. I'm weird. And there's also a whole lot of this the monster's mate gets so many dancing scenes and they're bad. Like yeah. they're really what they reminded me of like the dancing them, themselves the animation is bad like it's just does not yeah. work um i was just thinking of the uh remember when elon musk brought that like intern in a morph suit onto stage <laughs> and ha- had him dancing around and being like well this is my robot that i invented it, yeah it, it reminds that. me of that where it's just like you just got some jag off and we're like just do stuff yeah, can you just um shake just those like legs around please fucking jazz hands like walk in place whatever yeah it was bad though there was uh, nothing yeah. redeemable about the about the animation itself but like songs in that moment were kind of okay I just yeah, yeah I did expect the animation to be a little bit better so then we get to uh, Baron Frankenstein talking to um, Veronica. Yep. I believe is the name. Francesca. Man. Which. That's a punt right there. Yeah. Well. Oh, not the seed. Uh, just us not being able to remember anybody's name. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the movie didn't help us. It's true. Um, Francesca is if if you haven't seen this movie just imagine a um like a popsicle stick with two grapes glued to it and then they put a dress over it and that is the exact and, amount of thought that they put into creating this character yeah they just were like how big of boobs can we put on this puppet and they uh... and that's it the the rough part is is that she has maybe the best character and the oh yeah the best like um delivery throughout this entire thing like i was most convinced by her character by like not even close amount uh, and definitely until especially when we find out how into bdsm she is the end scenes yeah yeah that was We'll that was your there. favorite part when she gets slapped and then she's like, I love you now. Oh my god. Let's 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 get back to that. So um the, the Okay, so they're just talking being... about that. There's there's some just a, a scene of everyone getting on the boat, and then we get introduced to Yetch, who is, as I have said, tattoo from Fantasy Island just as a zombie. Uh, and is also like the creepiest yeah he's obsessed with Francesca Uh, there's a lot of him like crawling on the ground and being like she told me to creep so I creep that was a pretty good impression stop (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah, the every, there's the right before that. There's a scene where like everybody gets sent out invitations, and this um this dumb kid gets one too for some reason you don't find out yet. Um, and uh, everybody has made their way to the island either by swimming to it, by flying to it. Most of them went on this boat. Um, where the weirdo kid was also there's just some nonsense going on. Yeah, um, and it more or less resolves by everybody making it to the island. Um, the the, the then kid we have is like a little bit behind and we have another yeah everyone everyone walks in the door and gets like their one or two jokes um dracula is wildly disappointing wasn't that a heartbreaker i thought dracula was going to be good his first scene was like okay and I, then he immediately fell off it's so easy to do a dracula voice yeah like to just do the blah it's me dracula and, and he just didn't Alan commit Swift to just it. seems like he was really half-assing <laughs> it here. Well, maybe it's because he had to play ten different voices, and so sometimes maybe. you forget which line he was reading it in. <laughs> it's like, what? What am I now? Am I the Dracula? Am I the hyper Italian guy? Am I Hervé Villachaise? Yeah. What am I doing? God. 
I, I just, I feel for him now. Yeah, so they all show up, and then we have the, like you said, about five minutes of Yetch talking to this chef. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're and like then we have... A feast of some kind. Yeah, it, it's just them, like, listing off different poisons and fucking nitroglycerin and shit and being like... This is what I'm putting in the food. Woo. One of our friends uh, has a chemistry background and so is able to fill us in on the exact properties of nitroglycerin, though. So I appreciate you for that, Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, because I, it's one of those things like quicksand that I feel as though I only know about from old cartoons and oh, TV exactly shows quicksand. and shit. Yeah. Um, but apparently it just like leeches out of old dynamite so if you find old dynamite don't like shake it around or flick it with your fingers because yeah, it'll just it's blow a contact up explosive when it's in liquid yeah. form apparently anyway um more, more uh, so then there's like the one dance scene like the one actual song and dance scene yeah uh where you have a big skeleton band and um, the they sing band about the slept. mummy and the mummy dances, band. kind of. Yeah. Um, and I was really expecting more of this from this movie. Right, exactly. Because like this is this is what you go to it for is the like, you know, absolute silliness, the, the yeah. musical performances, the just like being able to dive into the animation and have a little bit of fun with the fact that you are using physical all, objects. Yeah, all these monsters and shit. And yeah, there are like moments of that throughout the film. There's like that scene where we follow a um a glass bubble for a while and then it shatters. There's like a couple of scenes oh, yeah. where that it's was like super fun. People are playing are having fun in this space and are playing with it. And then all the rest of it just feels like this tortured thing where they like couldn't get what they wanted to out of the um out of the experience and, and out of the filming. And I just breaks my heart. It's like I don't know. The entire plot just feels very forced. Yeah. Yeah, like like, um, like stitched together. So, yeah, they um, they start to have their conversation. Um, he has not yet announced that he's going to be uh, who he is passing it on to, but he he announces that he's retiring, the Baron. Yeah. Um, and everybody is like, "Oh, it's going to be me. Uh, it's going to be me. Whatever." Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems and like then... the the person who thinks that he should be the front runner is Dracula because Dracula, whatever. Yeah. Cause he's like, I don't know, premier movie monster, man. Right. But, um, um Francesca had previously overheard or at some point overhears that, um, he's planning on passing it to his, his oh, he didn't, nephew. she didn't even overhear it. He just told her. Oh, he just told her. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. That was yeah. in like an early scene. And, um, so she and Dracula conspire, to um find and murder this kid so that uh basically cannot pass the um the castle and uh, the mantle mm -hmm. down to him. Dracula is extremely horny. Yeah. Um like that's that again takes up a, a solid portion of each of their conversations. So just yeah, everybody is, is, is obsessed with this character. Uh I have to find that line that I loved. It was, it I, I literally just need to cut something out of here where it was <laughs> it was him being like but that's not my favorite drink my favorite drink come and like he said he said other stuff afterwards but like there was a good pause after him saying come where you can just cut it um my favorite line between their conversation was when they were talking about the dinner party. Um, uh, Francesca and the Baron. And, and she says, um, ah, that was quite a party. And he's like, yeah, there was just uh, a bit of leftovers left. And uh, she says, oh, who was it? Uh, as though somebody had gotten uh, obliterated such that there yeah. was just some bits and pieces left. There are a lot of little jokes like that that work very well. Because they're delivering the amount of time that it takes to tell a joke and not 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then 
like the bigger character games are kind of the things that mm-hmm. suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they he uh, arrives. They on do the a island. song and dance. Oh yeah, they do a song and dance. Um, the kid arrives on the island and they try to kill him in a bunch of ways. Well, Francesca's giving him a tour around the island. Um, Dragon yep. fails, uh, not because um, the the kid is competent, but because of just like him leaning His, down to look into a yeah. basket or whatever. He's, he's a lucky doofus. He's a lucky doofus. And um, so we play in that space for what feels like an age. And then... Um, it, I mean, there there's a very good joke where it's just him being like oh what kind of sandwiches have you got there have you got a watercress on wheat and he like ducks down and grabs it and dracula swings swings over and misses him oh i forgot Um, about the good joke yeah 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 yeah, it's like it's a good joke and it could have used like maybe three beats like like escalating three times after that like uh, where he so they they do this like way too many times. The first time is kind of funny. They did it like eight times. They did it like eight times. It was just it him naming different sandwiches, and like pulling out. Oh well, I don't like mayonnaise on my watercress sandwiches. I just want to cheese on there. Oh, also, God. like yeah, it, it feels like he's just naming the types of sandwiches that a baby would eat. But, but then Dracula whatever. comes down and like gets out a measuring tape and and like lines out like makes a, a track for himself i thought that was pretty good that like that yeah. physical comedy was pretty great for me um and then he like biffs it again and they do the same joke again and it's not funny at all and, but except that he smashes into the tree and all of his teeth stick in i like that yep oh and then we had probably my favorite part of the thing where uh Baron Frankenstein takes Flanken into his uh it's him doing the he- the thing like oh well you can you can take over my lab and you can do whatever you want here and yeah. experiment all you want and then like a bunch of like they look like serial mascot monsters just show up and like start dancing around and fucking with him and it's just like oh well this is what i'm here for (laughs) yeah that was good the song was completely out of left field it was like um you it was like do a little extra or something like that yeah it's like uh it's very capitalist it's extremely capitalist (laughs) it's like do baron frankenstein is big on hustle culture tomorrow's work today or something was the message of this yeah song. and it's like yeah completely it's like, get, out of fucking nowhere get ahead of everyone yeah um which like yeah that bit of it sucks yeah. but what's really cool are these like these just little goblin monsters that are just running around for the whole thing I and they don't the goblins uh i don't know why they're there <laughs> Nobody knows why, why they're there. Yeah, like why why did you make all of these to sing this Mr. Song. Frankenstein? He stayed out of the pack. He sells each one of them for twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. <sighs> oh, there it is. It's this you gotta stay one step ahead. Stay yeah. one step ahead. I, I have the movie up so that I could, you know nice reference things. You got um that was the but, exact uh delivery too. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and so he says, I'll, "I'll, you know, I'll think it over," and um, wants to go fishing to think it over, and so he's in mm-hmm. the boat, uh, just like catching these uh little tortured fish, fish bits. I thought that was yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, just like weird monsters and the yeah, uh, the thing from the Black Lagoon, monster it's from the Black Lagoon, whatever it is. In the face with a fish. Yeah, like shows up behind him. Uh, well, that... this is happening. Uh, the monsters are all sort of talking about uh, how bad this shit is going. And um, at some point, the monster and his mate uh, get involved in the plan. I don't remember the exact. They overheard uh, uh, Francesca and Dracula talking about it. Yeah. Um, and then Francesca gets yeeted out a window. Yep. 
and he catches her with a fish hook. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you saved me. Now we're in love. Does that happen already? I mean. I can't remember when that's... when she was just like hanging out with him versus and like part of part of the scheme versus when they were in love. I thought they weren't in love until he slapped her. Um, or maybe yeah, that's what so happens they... there. I can't. I, it doesn't exactly matter. Yeah. So he catches her, and then there's like this whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, her yelling at him. Okay, so she starts yelling at him, and it's like, "I ha- I fucking hate you. You came in oh, yeah. and ruined everything." Once, and then he slaps her. What's going wrong? Yeah. And she, yeah, like, immediately, immediately is like, "Oh my god, you're the hottest thing on the planet." Yeah, in, in a way it's, that is like it was. He slaps her twice too. Really disgusting. And yeah, it, I, it's like 15 seconds between her being like, I fucking hate you, you piece of shit. And then him being like, you're hysterical and fucking slaps her in the face. And then she's like, oh, now I have the hots. Let's go. Yeah. And so after that, after that scene, and which like will that I had yeah. towards this movie evaporated. Yeah. It is bad, but I do identify with her, so. (laughs) But not from, like, some fucking rando just, like, smacking you across. You know, even even in the context of... Yeah. It is still... Like a trash... There's no reason behind her just being like, oh, I love you, aside from, like she likes getting slapped like there's no other explanation for it god it blows it really it sucks really sucks um and that that's just that's and also like the whole thing of the the plot of the movie just being like well who's gonna get with the big titty puppet like that is the real plot of the movie yeah Anyway, they it's like, real bad on the island a little bit. Yeah, and they some, dick some around. They're trying to sort out how they can get off the island. Uh, then King Kong shows up. Yeah. They have to call King Kong it for like the whole first half of the movie. It was very disorienting. Yeah. Uh, well, because they can't call him King Kong because that's a copyrighted thing. Yeah. And they didn't want to pay the money. Yeah. But anyway, King Kong shows up. Um, I did Perhaps actually Francesca. really like they use like leather to make his face and and like interior of his hands and this the the like oh yeah material for his body. The he whoever made the models of, uh, of these creatures did a great job. He reminds me of the the Yeti from uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, very similar construction. Um. So I liked I liked that that was the monkey being there was kind of good. He didn't really have like a part to play, and it was very unclear as to why he was there or why he was wrecking shit. Presumably I mean, because he was just like people mad that he like looking invited. monkeys. Damn, people that's like so King true. Kong. The end. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> that's 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 it. You're right. Pretty much it. Like they just wanted to reenact the scene where King Kong has the lady in his hand and then there's these airplanes like they had to set up baron frankenstein having a fucking air force so that they could get this scene exactly oh my god you're right that actually continues to explain a lot of different parts of the movie it's just like everything that was included was in service to like three or four scenes that they really yeah where it's like we want this yeah damn uh anyway then francesca and Felix jump on this motorboat with a dragon head on it that we saw earlier yeah. and they s- run away from the island and, and uh, Baron blows up the place with his answer. Yeah. Material. Baron blows up the whole island and then they're like, uh, Francesca's like, we can't be together forever because I'm a robot. Apparently I have metal limbs and all this stuff. Cause they, they had referenced earlier that she was, 
uh, Frankenstein's ultimate creation, which but is weird. Sort of, like we had both made the assumption throughout that 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 meant dead body. Yeah, that that meant she's a Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, she's a robot, which is cool. Like, I, it's fine. I thought that was um, like, uh, they could have done something interesting with it. Um, and they almost did because it was kind of insinuated that his nephew was also a robot a little bit. Yeah, because they had him kind of glitching out while he says the last line from um, uh, Some Like It Hot, I think. Yeah. So that, that could have been interesting, too. Um, it's not, but it could have been. I think it's Some Like It Hot, the one that ends with nobody's perfect. Yeah. And uh, and the movie ends. Yeah, the um, and that's it. They they and presumably have to go back me. to their garbage pharmacy and whatever. There is another one called Mad 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 Monsters. I don't care. That one's animated, <laughs> like oh, like two D yeah, animated. Maybe it's better. Maybe this was bad. Yeah, well, it was very disappointing. Like, there's a lot of visual stuff that yeah. I really enjoy. But it's severely overshadowed by the writing just being absolutely terrible. Exactly. So if we could save people by not being not being sucked into the allure of watching this, because we we watched, yeah we we planned on watching both this and Monster House, and I expected to really like this one. I expected this to be of the two the one that I liked. Yeah, because the trailer looks cool as hell. Yeah, like it but looks it, so cool. It is simply it is simply a letdown. And yeah, at least Monster House is better than I remember. I yeah, uh, actually it was a little bit worse than I remember, but still better than I expected coming back to it. Yeah. Well, and I I do like doing it, it kind of going at these things with like a, a completely open mind and and just reviewing things that we think are going to be good. Yeah. At the very least, yeah. Rather, rather than just going like, ah, we'll just watch this shitty Mighty Ducks cartoon. <laughs> Love you, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Um, any any last takeaways from this business? Um, I don't know. Hire hire writers. Like, if you're trying to make a project like this, then writers you know, are just so important. Just spend some <laughs> actual time in the writing room. Yeah, that's good advice. I've got I got nothing else. It was it was just a misery misery parade watching it. Yeah. Apparently it's a cult film now. Watch, but... watch Coraline instead. Yeah, sure. Or like, <laughs> or like you know. anything. We're currently I, trying I, to I am, um I haven't seen them, but I imagine that those Hotel Transylvania movies are just the same thing but good. Yeah. Because people like with them. writers. Mostly. They're making a fourth one now. Really? My gosh. Uh, the, well, the fourth one is coming out in October. This month. The month when we are making this. Quite a few. Yeah. Well, they're popular. People like them. I can respect you that. You can tell by the amount of Rule 34 that exists from them. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> That's how we gauge popularity in the 2020s. You think your show's popular? Well, go see how many pings how many results you get. come up. Yeah. yeah, when you type in your show's name in Rule 34. That's a strat. That's how you can tell that you have real fans. <laughs> what do you think is going to be the way to continue? Uh, what's, the, what's the like 2030 version of measuring popularity? How many people are using the your characters as their virtual avatars in whatever um like escapist vr hellscape we uh transcend to it's probably it's gonna be like either that or how many people have um carved a likeness of your character (laughs) on the side of their dune buggy yeah depending on which which how many this sort of pitches yeah how many people have a sticker of your character on their um, their shoulder pads made of tires? <laughs> I, for one, 
cannot wait for the uh my dune buggy to have um who would i who would i mention to my dune buggy dune buggy dune buggy from dune buggy what the talking dune buggy is this like um what's it's the scooby-doo ripoff what yeah i've never heard of this oh really it's um, it's a just direct scooby-doo ripoff where it's literally just a talking scooby-doo's scooby-doo's a talking car oh i've seen this speed buggy that's why uh speed buggy speed buggy speed buggy from speed buggy he's got little arms Mm-hmm. wow that and is shaggy, extremely and shaggy's shaggy. a mechanic oh my god yeah wow shaggy's a mechanic and the only difference in his character design is that he's a little bit wider because he's got broader and he shoulders has goggles and he's got goggles but he's literally That's identical it. otherwise yep damn yeah we'll we'll have to at some point just do a month of scooby-doo ripoffs <laughs> i would there's like, enjoy that there are so many, and the weirdest thing about it is that the lion's share of them are made by Hanna Barbera. Whoa, I didn't know the that. Make, the makers, yeah, <laughs> Speed Buggy is made by Hanna Barbera. <laughs> Jabberjaw is made by Hanna Barbera. Josie and the Pussycats is made by Hanna Barbera. Damn, that's so uh, funny. I think the Funky Phantom too. Like, just all of these are made by Hanna Barbera. <laughs> they were just like, well, we had enough success with Scooby Doo. But we can't like pump out that many Scooby Doo right. cartoons. These people know uh, how to make money. Yeah, they really do. All right. Any last thoughts? Oh no, we've we've gone fairly far away from Mad Monster Party at this point. Yeah, my head's empty. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. All right.